0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Condition. I'm joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scout, the best co host in the business, Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you doing today, man?
1: Pretty good. Uh, still enjoying my uh, little mini vacation from football. So, uh, watch some I,
0: I haven't quite hit that point yet.
1: Watched the NBA playoffs last night, Oh, and,
0: God, how good! How good has that Celtics series, Celtics-Bucks series, been? That's been my it's favorite probably one. To gonna,
1: watch. It's probably gonna be the best one in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. Like even no
0: lead is safe. Like uh, that that series has just been so much fun to watch.
1: Look, look man, I'm I am do not feel too good about the Warriors' chances against the Suns, man. I don't.
0: I I have a question for you. We'll we'll get into the football in a second, but. Do you have more faith against the Suns from the Warriors or from the Grizzlies?
1: The Warriors, because I think the Grizzlies look intriguing without John Morant, but if he's not healthy,
0: you can't you can't bank on them hitting 30-something for three-pointers again. No. Uh no. before we hop into um the show. Just a quick update. Um, The podcast is going to go under a little bit of a change going forward. Uh, You know, Devin and I have have had a lot of scheduling conflicts pop up over the last couple of weeks. Devin's getting more responsibility at work. I'm actually starting a a new 9 to 5 next week where I'll be in the office every day. Um, So for the next little while, and this could have come at a better time, Devin and I are just going to go down to having one podcast a week. We're going to record on weekends. It'll be ready for you guys on Monday, but we're just going to do the one podcast a week, just over and done with. And then as responsibilities and and schedules become more fleshed out, we'll work towards getting back towards the two podcasts a week as we get closer to the season. And before we hop into any of that, one more thing, because I've forgotten to the last couple of podcasts before we hop into the NFC, uh, draft grades. Just reminding remind the folks, this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at jerseyhouse.ca The best collection of jerseys at an affordable price. They're sending me a Scotty Barnes jersey that should be arriving any day now. They ship anywhere in the world. Use the promo code BIGSHOTS to get 15% off your next order. That's bigshots at jerseyhouse.ca So Devin, the NFC, then we're finally done talking about the 2022 NFL Draft.
1: Yeah. We're probably like the last people talking about it
0: at this Uh, point. No, actually there are some that I've only done like one or two draft grade and they're doing division by division. So we are, we're we're still there. Yeah. 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 It's it's rough. Yeah. Anyways, let's same as the other day, we're going to go alphabetical. The ones we've already spoken about, we're not really going to spend too much time on the ones where we haven't talked a lot about, we're going to spend more time on. So Devin, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals because they're the first one alphabetically. And, uh, you know, the players themselves are not necessarily bad picks. I just don't really like the draft strategy. And what I mean by that is you had the 23rd overall pick. You've desperately needed an offensive lineman in that building since... Well, the inception of the franchise, essentially. Uh, I can't remember the last time the Cardinals had an overly good offensive line. I I don't think in my lifetime that's ever actually been the the case. Uh, And I understand that, like, Penning's off the board, Johnson's off the board, the three tackles are off the board. But you trade that for Hollywood Brown, who is a fine, borderline wide receiver one. And, yeah, it's to build chemistry with him and, and, and Kyler Murray because they're, they're college roommates, college teammates, they're good friends. But then you have to pay a, uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. And it just doesn't add up. And then the second pick is just – your first pick comes at 55. And Trey McBride is a good player, but that can't be your first pick. Like, again, offensive line was such a need for this team. And they went tight end, and then I, I mean I like the the additions of of Cameron Thomas and MyJay Sanders, Kante Ingram. I'm sure will find some way on the field. I guess uh, Lasita Smith is probably my favorite pick from this uh, from this draft, just because it's an offensive lineman. And I thought that you know getting him in the sixth when I had a fourth on him that was great. Vacca is fine but he's the same guy that Arizona keeps drafting on defense, where he's a linebacker slash edge with no defined role in college, and they never figure out how to get these guys a role in the NFL. Marquis Haynes going in the seventh, that's where I thought he should have gone. So I never understood the third, fourth round hype for him. I thought that this would be where whereabouts he went. The team's going to be putting up mega points on offense, but their defense still can't stop anyone. They just lost Chandler Jones. They didn't really do an adequate enough job up you know, protecting Kyler Murray from the ass whooping he's going to receive on a weekly basis because the offensive line couldn't block the two of us five on two. This team didn't get any better. I gave them a C. Plus.
1: Yeah, I I give him a B minus because I mean I did like the, the edge picks. I do think you know, both Cam Thomas and MyJ mm-hmm. Sanders brings a level upgrade to those positions, only because, like, I mean. They had J.J. Watt along that three-man defensive end, and and that was pretty much it in terms of uh, generating pressure. So Cam Thomas can help in that department. Um, I mean, the trade McBride pick, I mean, I like it, but, like, they still have Zach Ertz, and they really didn't use him last year. So am I going to trust them to use him this year? Nope. (sighs) Not necessarily. Um, So, yeah, I give him a B-minus. I mean – there are some good pieces here. Uh, I didn't really understand the Keontae Ingram pick, to be honest. Just because it's like I mean, you have you Eno know, Benjamin, you you also got James connor Like, how many more running backs do you need in that backfield? I don't think running back is the problem.
0: No, it's not an issue for this team. Offense the offensive skill positions is not an issue for this team. And Cliff Kingsbury likes to market himself as some offensive genius, but why does he constantly need to go to the well and get more and more and more weapons?
1: He to get more linemen.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, you look at guys like Kyle Shanahan, they can do with less in the skill positions because they're solid up front. This team has nothing on the offensive line. If DJ Humphreys is your best offensive lineman, you're not having a fun time.
1: Yeah, I mean the problem with them is that they start off really good, but then Kyler Murray gets hurt because he's not protected. So you would think they they, they want to prevent yeah. that, but anyway, let's move, we can move let, on.
0: Let's move on. Uh, I give the Atlanta Falcons an A minus. Uh, I like Drake, Drake London may not have been the best receiver in the draft, but they desperately needed someone that could make a difference at wideout with Calvin Ridley serving suspension for gambling thirteen hundred dollars. Arnold Abicadi. I, I understood he was going to go in th- at the top of the second. I had him in the third. I'm fine. Like, I I understand why he fits Atlanta. They've needed pass rush help since the late 90s. Um, Trey Anderson is, is a good boy, a cotton replacement. D'Angelo Malone might have been a little bit of a reach for me because, like, I had him in the sixth, and they got him in, like, the early third. But he fits what they're looking for. Uh, Tyler Algier is – already proving to be the end of Mike Davis's time in Atlanta um I have no issue with any of the picks that they made so I gave him an a minus also Desmond Ritter I I completely skipped over the fact that they drafted Desmond Ritter um he might start for them at some point this year
1: to me isn't really a bad thing I mean we both talked about (laughs) he's not the answer so you know
0: if he sucks then fine guess what you have an early pick next year you can spend on a quarterback drafting one of these quarterbacks at round three was was completely bulletproof because great third round quarterbacks tend not to pan out and if you felt that this guy was a third round quarterback great if he doesn't pan out there's no egg on your face if you've reached on him at eight you have a problem
1: yeah plus you don't have to worry about the fifth year option because it's not there exactly After four years, if he's not it, move on. But anyway, I I give this an A. It's one of, I would say, a top five, borderline type top five uh, draft class just because I felt like they didn't reach on any players. They just got good football players that that can come in and compete immediately. Uh, I really like the Arnold Epichetti pick because they desperately needed edge rusher and desperately needed a boost from – In the worst way. Like – they they probably had the worst collection of edge players in the league, and it's uh, been that way drive.
0: for so long.
1: Yeah, they they kicked the cans on like Dante Fowler and Vic Beasley, and it, it's just been a mess.
0: Tack McKinley,
1: yeah. So uh, you know, I, I give them kudos for for addressing that. Uh, like I said, I just gave them a straight up A. I think they did a really nice job, just taking what the board I gave them, getting really good players, loaded up on edge. Got got some interior uh, insurance later in the round. So uh, I gave them straight up there.
0: Eh? Yeah. Um, this next one was one that I, I, I heard a great summary of, of the Carolina Panthers draft. Um, and that was basically beef, speed, speed. Uh, sorry, no, beef, swag, speed, speed, beef, speed. <laughs> because ikiquadu massive human being. And then Matt Corral. Listen, if he if he ever ends up being anything for you, great. You won this pick at ninety four. And then Brandon Smith, incredibly fast. Cade Mays, very very strong. Amari Barno, very very fast. Kalen Barnes, the fastest player in this in this draft class. I thought they did a good job with limited draft capital and turning it into something. Uh, I don't think there's going to be enough to save Matt Rule's job, but I don't think anything would have been good enough to save Matt Rule's job. I think he's a lame duck coach this year. I gave the Panthers draft a B plus.
1: Yeah, I gave him a B plus as well. Um, only pick I really didn't like was Cade Mays because I just don't see the hype around him. Like I, I see he's a very strong offensive lineman, but dude was on the ground way too much for my liking in terms of just his, his, like mechanic, not mechanics, but his uh like base and like hand placement all were just sloppy and, and inconsistent in college. But I mean he can move dude. So I mean if they develop him nicely, he can become a you know a borderline starter, but but right now I I don't see it with him. But we'll see. Uh but, but overall I give it a B plus.
0: Devin, you and I both didn't like this next draft class. We gave I gave the Chicago Bears the C. I like the players again. I think I mentioned this last week. I like Kyla Gordon. I like Jaquan Brisker as players, but what the Devin, I'm gonna try so hard. And and I'm just gonna fail. What the fuck was the plan with this draft class? Like, I understand Matty Eberflus is a defensive guy. But have they already thrown in the towel on 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 Justin Fields like congratulations the one weapon you gave him was a sixth year player that had almost no production in his entire college career
1: I don't know even know how you went third round man Dude. You
0: shouldn't have I don't know if anyone that like what 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 is the plan here you drafted developmental wide, uh, sorry developmental offensive lineman twice and then you also spent a third round pick on a sixth year guy Who's got speed but can't really catch well and was never a focal point in his college offense. Sixth year guy.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Um,
0: Jones was born in 1990. Uh, was either born in 96 or in 97?
1: Whatever it is, he's old.
0: Yeah, Um, man, there's not a lot developing left.
1: I'll give him credit. They took four offensive linemen. That's I know the weapons is a, is a major issue, but the offensive line was a major one too. I don't know how many of these guys can start right away. Uh, maybe Doug Kramer from Illinois uh, or Zach Thomas could maybe push, but Jatir Carter and Braxton Jones are not going to be ready from day one to start. So
0: no, I just don't, I, kinda, I, don't, I mean
1: I, I get the the mindset cause they're trying to build like a team for the future. And I think there's some, some value in these picks. I mean, Kyler Gore and Jaquan Brisker and Dominique Robinson. <clears throat> I think those are really, really good picks for one where they were, you know, their value. And then two, I mean, they're, they're going to come in and, and be able to compete, uh, I think right away for snaps. So I like it from that aspect, but I, I just give it a, a C plus. Cause like, I like the players on the board. You you gotta you have to dip in this receiver class earlier, and you have to get someone that's going to be more impactful outside of just return ability and, and maybe a future slot receiver. Like I, you have Darnell Mooney, but but who else do you have right now? Like they they signed Dante Pettis, and who else did they sign if yesterday? You're, if you're
0: if you want Dante Pettis to be a key contributor to your offense in 2022, you're you're doing football wrong.
1: Yeah, there's Dante Pettis and I want to say it was some former Atlanta Falcons receiver that signed. That. Not not Demary Bird, but somebody else. But they, yeah, they signed two like veteran wide receivers. Is it, that,
0: Zaki- is it Olamide Zacchias? I,
1: I don't think so. I think I can, let me look here. Uh, so it it just happened uh, yesterday or the day before when you when you guys are listening to uh they also signed Don, uh nathan peterman so <clears throat> there you have it um
0: like i'm looking at i'm looking at this that oh it's tazay sharp yeah there you yeah, go yeah and like come on like your top three wide receivers are mooney equanimia st brown and byron pringle man what are we what are we doing i don't i don't i don't know I don't know. I didn't like this. I didn't like this draft. I like the players that they got, but I don't think that collectively as a whole it makes sense for what Chicago needs. Let's move on. I gave the Dallas Cowboys a C+. Plus. I like the Tyler Smith pick, but Tyler Linderbaum was still there and would have been a great value at a bigger hole on their offensive line and center. Sam Williams, there's a whole lot of off field, so of course the Cowboys were going to take him around early. That tends to be what they do. Uh, they, they love guys that have off field issues so that they can draft them long before anyone else is going to, it's the cowboy way. Jalen Tolbert was, uh, one of my last fourth round grades. So I didn't like him in the third, um, not a natural hands catcher. Watch the Tennessee game. Dude drops four passes in that game alone had nine drops this year. Um, Ferguson and Ridgeway are my two favorite picks from the draft. I liked him on Clark. I really do. On film, I had him in the third. My issue is, what you know, I have people that in my family that work in medicine. And when I told them what type of surgery they, they had, the response was, so he's likely never going to play.
1: Which would be sad.
0: Which, if he's ever able to hit the field, fine. But he's never going to be the same player. I mean, you're, you've all you you drafted Jalen Smith coming off of a catastrophic knee injury, and you've draft. You also have Leighton Vanderes, who has a history of shoulder and neck problems at linebacker. This is not a good habit to have. Also, Jerry Jones needs to not try to show his entire draft board on on, on camera during the draft.
1: You have the entire one. Um... No, but, so but... He's
0: sitting there in the press conference. Oh, look, and his son has to tell him, Dad, don't do not do that. What are we doing?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Look, Dallas made some good picks, man. Um, but but they also made some some head scratchers. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a typical Dallas draft. I, I liked their day three picks more than I liked their first three picks. I will say that. I, I think their day three picks were really solid. I like Jake Ferguson. I think he can be what Jason Witten was to that offense for a long time. Uh, Matt Walesco, I think he's a developmental tackle. Maybe two, three years you have him starting with Tyron Smith or one of the other tackles, uh, their time is up. Uh, Deron yeah. Bland, I'm I'm a big fan. I Love, love to see that he, he got selected in the fifth round. I think he can push for snaps as a rookie. I think that's how good he is. Uh, John Ridgeway, rotational guy, maybe he makes the roster, maybe he doesn't, we'll see, uh, but then Devin Harper was Prospect X, which every year, uh, they they have this player where he gets like zero hype, and, you know, he plays for, this is, I think it's the first time he played for a Power 5 school, but, like, nobody talked about it. everybody talking about Ma- Malcolm Rodriguez, his teammate, but no one talked about Devin Harper, but, he has some insane testing. Uh, he had a really good breakout season because he's been hurt the last few years. So we'll be we'll inter- be interested to see how it pans out. Uh, I don't like they took two linebackers that are in, have injury issues in their past or present present. Uh, you know, they because I think there's a good chance that that carries over at the NFL level. Um, but overall, I, I, I give it a I just give it a straight up B. I don't think it was terrible. I didn't love the first couple picks, you know. Obviously, Sam Williams off Sam Williams off field. Tyler Smith, he's good, but maybe a bit of a reach. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, a little bit of a reach, but when he's a receiver that may go day three, I mean, you take your guy at the near the end of round three. So I, I give it a B.
0: We both spent a lot of time last week talking about Detroit. So I mean, in short, Aiden Hutchinson love it. Uh, Jameson Williams love the balls to trade up didn't quite get the Josh Paschal pick that's maybe the one I'm not too fond of Kirby Joseph I like in the third James Mitchell I like Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez late day day three great value very little nitpick I gave it today I think you said about the same
1: yeah as well I think I like their day three picks because I mean all four of those guys can make the roster yeah so, I mean, that's, that's all you could ask for.
0: If, if any Lions fans are wondering why we didn't spend a lot, we spent like half an hour on, on them just last week. So, um, I didn't like the Packers draft at all. <laughs> like, at all. Uh, one of the one of the, the lowest-graded drafts uh, we had this year. Uh, Quay Walker in the first. I didn't like it. Uh, reminds me too much of Jameen Davis, but I thought that Jameen Davis at least showed more on film. Um Devontae Wyatt's great, but he's more just a great pick because of the scheme. He's also 24. Uh Sean Ryan, one of my favorite players in the in the draft, uh, in the entire draft. Uh Romeo Dobson in the fourth is fine. There's your there's your wide out. Um Christian Watson. Christian Watson, too. The two of them, <laughs> I forgot Chris. You know what? I'm reading my article and I skipped over Christian Watson by accident. But, like, they traded up in the second round for Christian Watson, and Watson had, like, 200 targets in his entire career at North Dakota State. Like, he wasn't exactly dominating the competition. Really didn't even have a role at North Dakota State. He's just a big, tall, athletic freak, and that's fine, but there's... It's a lottery ticket, man. Um, Zach Tom in the fourth, great pick. Like in Igbari in the fifth. Like Rasheed Walker in the seventh. But, like, there's a lot of risk tied up in those wideouts with Watson and, and Dubs because Watson has virtually no production and Dubs couldn't catch a cold. And then just the Quay Walker pick for me—I gave it a C minus.
1: I gave it a C straight up, Um, and it's not because I don't like these players. I just want to know what's the direction on the offensive line, right? Not so. Like, they they took Royce, Royce Newman last year. He was a tackle. They moved to guard. Um, you know, they kind of shuffled around their offensive line the last couple of years. I just, to me, I just wonder, what are you going to do with both Zach Tom and uh, Sean Ryan? Because I don't think either, I don't think both of them can start on that offensive line unless you plan on moving on from some of the guys ahead of them. So, for me, I just question the direction of this draft because I I, I don't know if I can get overtaken the linebacker with the first pick. You, you just signed Devondre Campbell to to large deal. Um, it is not because I don't value linebackers. It's just with, with with what they needed from last year. I don't I don't see the need there to to reach on them. He's just going to be there at twenty eight. That's why I, I, I don't think- understand.
0: I think the big thing for me is just I don't understand Brian Gutekunst's draft strategy ever, ever. This is the third straight year where I've panned their draft. I've panned their drafts three straight years. I don't like what he puts out there. The problem is is that he drafts and Aaron Rodgers pulls a rabbit out of his ass and and makes his team like an 11, 12, 13 win team every year. And it just, he ends up getting a slot, a pass. Well, Rodgers is now thirty seven. He's got what, maybe two, three more years? Rodgers isn't going to be there. By the way, the guy you drafted in the first round back in 2020, Jordan Love, he still hasn't played, and you've gotten nothing from him. You haven't even tried to trade him yet.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because um, because to me, like, you took one in the first, but then you took one in the seventh, like a, like a linebacker. You could have took one, like, third, fourth round. You could have waited. You could have got Leo Chenal. In yeah the, you didn't the third have to,
0: who's a who's a better player than quay walker
1: so i, I don't know man look i i don't know
0: that's I, that's I, why i, I, I like that's,
1: that's why i gave like i like these players i think like the other seven round guys i mean i think two of them make the roster i think i like tyree carpenter from georgia tech i like uh some torre from from nebraska but I don't know, man. I, I mean, Zach Tom was one of my favorite offensive linemen in this class, but I, I just don't know. So we'll see.
0: Moving on to the Vikings and there are drastically different opinions on the Vikings and it all comes down to how much you value the players. And I like these players. So uh, I didn't think Louis Steen was going to be there at 32. They still got him. Uh, you know, the big thing with this draft is you, tr- you traded back twice and you, you made division rivals better because they were your trading partners in both the Lions uh, to get James Williams and the Packers to get Christian Watson. So that, like, that has to be factored in to some degree. And I, th- I think I've seen people overreact to that end, like, OK, you traded back, fine, you got extra picks. But you made your division rivals better in the process. Like, yeah, doing that twice back to back, maybe not the best idea, but get picks however you can. You know, didn't think Lewisine was gonna be there. Great. I love, I love Lewisine. Uh, so yeah, I like the pick. I, I liked Andrew Booth. I had him as a first-round pick. Getting him in mid-second is fantastic. I know some people were a lot lower on Booth than I was, but I don't really care. The one that 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 I'm I'm very concerned about is the Ed Ingram pick because the immediately after he was he was drafted rumblings of off field came out and yeah it, it I've seen it I've I've seen what it is and it's not pretty and I don't want to talk about it just Google it it's yeah actually don't Google it while you're at work I'll say that much yeah for me for Brian I, Asimola, I knew- like sorry I, I didn't mean to catch up. like Brian Oswell is fine, but he's a reach. Like, Caleb Evans, I don't know what he is in this defense. like we all thought that coming from Cleveland and Quei del was going to go for the young guys that could sign their second contract by the time they're twenty three 23, 24 years old. other than Lewis sean and Andrew Booth, every single player they drafted is at least twenty three
1: yeah they they went the old route this year for which is surprising. like I like the
0: players. Overall, it's not like I'm panning this draft. I gave it an A minus because I actually really like the players. I'm just not entirely sure. And then, of course, like again, you you draft Evan, in- uh, Evan Ingram, Ed Ingram, uh, in the in the third. But what does that mean for Wyatt Davis? Is he pretty much already done? I know it's not the same or uh, the same uh, group, but you got to think of something. And then this off field, it's just it's worrisome.
1: Yeah, it only it only tripled or not tripled, but only got worse when they kind of went double down. They they released like the call that they had with with. That oh, game.
0: that was bad. That was such a bad so, look.
1: Yeah, so that they're going to clean that up, man, and, and figure out what to do with that. But overall, I think it was a really good draft. I think I gave it a B plus. I mean, they they got good players at at positions of need, so I I can't really complain. I think they upgraded their defense significantly. So. Uh, gotta love what they did.
0: Yeah, I gave it an a name. Uh, uh I, I like the draft, but it, 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 could, it could turn sour very quickly. Moving on to the next one, Devin. Uh, I lost my place uh, in between somehow. We're gonna talk about your hometown New Orleans Saints. I like one pick from this draft, <laughs> I like the Chris Olave pick, Trevor Petting. I never understood the hype. He's just not worth pick 19 in this class or any class. Alante Taylor was a gigantic reach in the second round. DeMarco and Jordan Jackson are solid depth pieces. Uh, that's all I got. I gave it a B.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm actually a little harder on you than, than you are. I give him a B minus.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, and, it's, and it's
1: not because I don't like this class. I I just, again, direction. You know What, what are you going to do with these guys? To me, um, the Taylor still is. We talk about this. There's a Taylor pick to me is still kind of questionable only because they went out and signed Tyra Matthew, you know, like a week after the draft. So, what are you going to do with Alante Taylor? I mean, you you still have Paulson Adibo. Um, uh, what, what is his name? Roby. I can't Nicole, even think of his first name.
0: Cole Roby Coleman?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, Bradley Roby? Yeah, Bradley Roby. There you go. He's also there. Uh, obviously, Marshall Lattimore. They got P.J. Williams, uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson. Where is Alante Taylor going to fit in that secondary?
0: Is he playing on question? special teams? Because that's not worth the 49th overall pick. That's what I'm saying. And, so you know I, what? I, anytime I think I of Alante know. Taylor now, I'm just going to think of Michael Felder from the Bleacher Report stream when this happened. You were in no competition for him being picked in the top fifty. You were in no competition at all. No one was going to pick him at forty-nine. No one was going to pick him today.
1: I mean, for them, they didn't have a day three pick to round five, so
0: they probably thought he was going
1: to be there. But I don't know, man. That
0: doesn't mean if you don't have a day three day three pick to round five, that doesn't mean you take the guy at forty-nine. I don't know, man.
1: Maybe they just really thought highly of him. I, I didn't think highly of his film. I thought he was going to move to safety. So that's and why he's I no thought
0: prospect. he's like twenty four.
1: That's why I was about to get on board with that because I thought okay he's going to move to safety. You know it's going to be fine. But no. So we'll, I mean he still might move to safety. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, it's just we'll
0: see. it's it's a, it's a weird pick. It was a weird draft.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why I give it a B minus. I like Jordan Jackson. I think you know he's. You know, I talked about it with you. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, he can he can be that pass rusher uh, in the interior, and then uh, Demarco Jackson. He's joining a already stacked linebacker room. They took Zach Bond uh, a couple of years ago. He took Pete Warner last year. So keep drafting linebackers. I don't know what you're what you're doing there, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I give it a B minus.
0: Uh, next up, making sure I didn't skip anyone along the way, is the New York Giants. I like the first two picks. I thought that they were going to come away as like overwhelming winners for this draft, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal. And then the, then the second round happened and they decided that Waddell Robinson at like 42 was good. But listen, Devin, you and I have been big proponents of Wanda Robinson on this podcast since episode one. Go back. We were talking about Wandel Robinson on episode one, and that was October of 2019. It doesn't mean he was worth the 42nd overall pick. Right?
1: Their second and okay. third round it, was yeah, disastrous. Yeah, I hated it. It was I, disastrous. It was horrible.
0: Drafting two North Carolina offensive linemen. Is a very interesting choice because I don't know how anyone could watch Sam Howell running for his life for the entire season and go, You know, them, you know, who we should draft? Not Sam Howell, because pulling, you know, a rabbit out of a hat every time he's back there. It's the guys responsible for him running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Let's draft two of them.
1: To be I fair, all- I will say Azudu was miles better than anyone else on that offensive line. I will say. Yeah, that.
0: but that's but like
1: he's. I don't know,
0: but look, like being,
1: I, I didn't. I didn't love it because he could have gotten him with the fourth round. I don't think Azuda was going that early. In no,
0: my no. I, I, I. Dane Belton is fine. Darian Beavers in the seventh was 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 pretty good. I didn't really like the rest of this draft. Like I said, first two picks great, and then the air was let out of the balloon. I gave them a B. I,
1: I give them a B plus. I still like their draft. I the the second and two third round picks were uh, just a no for me uh look cordell (laughs) flott
0: oh i forgot about cordell flott i didn't even know who he was and then i looked him up and i'm like okay so what what prompted him to be the pick because no one that i talked to that knew anything about the draft was like yeah cordell flott's gonna go in the top 100 and we're like when when he got drafted i'm like okay i don't even know who this guy was he was on my list but i never got to him and the reason I never got to him is he never stood out in any way when I was watching LSU's defense.
1: Yeah, it was a reach, but I, I like their like their fourth and uh, fifth round picks. Um, Daniel Bellinger, really like him. I think he's going to be an immediate contributor. So I give it a B plus. I, I think they're if they made one pick different in the second or third round, I think this it could be an A class but
0: if they, if they had gone george pickens instead of wandel robinson this is a very alec good. pierce i mean somebody else i had i think i had pierce higher than than I, uh pierce lower than i had on, on robinson but just drafting a gadget player that early it, it just showed that they didn't that this regime does not like Kadarius Tony. Which fine, you don't need to draft his his replacement as soon as you get in the building at pick forty two. Yeah, I don't know. But We can move on, man. Uh, oh look, yes, the, we the, can. The,
1: the Giants they they had a really good they had a good draft, but it they they got
0: in their own way. I will say that, Devin. Yes, we can move on because we're going to talk about the second best draft in the entire league. Who is this version of Howie Roseman? Philadelphia Eagles, A-plus. I talked about it a lot last week, but uh, you turn the 18th pick into A.J. Brown. You get Jordan Davis to eventually replace Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. You get Travis Kelsey's favorite... Travis Kelsey, Jesus Christ. Jason Kelsey's favorite center in the entire draft in Cam Jurgens, because... Kelsey thinks he might be better than him after a certain amount of time. And he's going to mentor him. Oh, Nicobe Dean, if he ever plays as a plus pick. Kyron Johnson, goodbye Sean Bradley or Davion Taylor, whichever one of your scrub asses was higher on the depth chart. Kyron Johnson just stole your job by virtue of being able to play football at some point. Great Calcatero is going to be an interesting dynamic with, uh, <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. I've already... Uh, Devin, I've written uh, two articles on this. Uh, We've had multiple podcasts on this, and I've been on a YouTube video about this. I need to stop talking about Philly, but yes, A+. Uh,
1: I give it an A. I don't think it's the top three. I don't think it's the top three class. It's A, top five. I need a new
0: podcast host immediately. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> I, I think
1: it's a it's a top five class without without doubt. Uh, but I don't know if I'm ready to to say top three. I understand they got AJ Brown, they got Jordan Davis, they got Nicobe Dean, um, they got Cam Jurgens. I think it's great. They they got a position of needs. They have positions for the future. Um,
0: quarterback. Yeah. Do you know what this was? You know what this was? We have, the Eagles have two first round picks next year and if Jalen hurts doesn't make this work. They are going to do everything they possibly can Devin to make sure that CJ Stroud or, um, Bryce young, one of the top quarterbacks becomes an Eagle next year. It's that simple.
1: We shall see.
0: Yeah, uh, moving on to a draft I absolutely hated. The San Francisco 49ers. I hated this draft so much. This draft, uh, I, I, I usually try to paint a positive picture with something I like about this draft, and I couldn't think of anything. Devin, I initially, when I first looked at the draft, gave it a C-. And then I stared at it longer and realized that it sucked more than I thought, so I gave it a D+. Um Drake Jackson has zero power no matter what body weight he plays at 235, 245, 265. Does not matter. The dude has zero power in his game. Might have still been their best pick and might have still been a reach by a round. Uh, if I don't know who your third round pick is, because I've never heard his name at any point in any draft coverage I've I've seen at any point during the season from July on, it's a bad pick especially when I reach out to other people who are more in the know. And I find out he's not even a scheme, pick for, uh, scheme fit for you. And he's a massive reach. So, like, everyone thought that this was nonsensical. Apparently, they forgot Trey Sermon existed. And I know Trey Sermon's always hurt. But then you got someone in the seventh round at running back that was a fit. So what the fuck are we doing here? Why does Kyle Shanahan continue to just fucking hoard running backs, especially ones that aren't scheme fits? Is he just like – is it just like, hey, we'll figure out the rest as long as Kyle gets his running back at some point? Uh, Danny Green uh, – sorry, Danny Gray can't catch at all, at all. Danny
1: Green can't either, so. Danny
0: Green can't – you know what? (laughs) They probably could have gotten Danny Green from the Philadelphia 76ers and he would have made more sense. Danny Gray can't catch. Spencer Burford's fine as a developmental guard in this system. Uh, you covered the Mac, and I had to ask you who Samuel Womack was, and you said he wasn't draftable. I'll take your word for it. Tariq Castrofield, look,
1: he's he's small man. He's yeah. like five nine. Like I know he had a lot of great like pass deflections, but he was getting beat constantly. Like yeah. I went back to watch him a couple of weeks ago, and he got beat by like three double moves.
0: Yeah, uh, Tariq Castrofield's fine whatever brock purdy fine whatever nothing about this draft does anything for trey, Lawrence, uh, trey lance who they traded three first round picks for you would think they'd have some sense of fucking urgency this is the same team that this is the same regime that drafted him this is not like a justin fields where hey you know what this regime is not the one that traded picks to go get him. these are the same fucking people I just destroyed the sensor on that. This draft sucked. This might actually be worse than the than the Patriot. You know what? Screw it. I haven't released their article yet, Devin. I can change my grade. This is a D minus draft. This class sucked. This is the worst draft in the entire in the entire league. I will go to bat for the Patriots draft because at least their picks made some semblance of sense because they fit needs nothing about this draft made any sense from a need perspective and it does nothing to help your quarterback that you spent three first round picks on
1: the problem is with NFL coaches is that they are cocky as hell right so This is not just a San Francisco issue. It's been now several teams across the league. Uh, We've seen Jacksonville do it now. Um, Chicago's done it. San Francisco. Like, they got these young quarterbacks, but they're not surrounding them with suitable weapons and suitable protection. I mean, you look at the 49ers roster, man. Outside Debo Samuel, in George Kittle, you're gonna tell me uh somebody else in, in those receiver rooms uh are, are gonna be stars are gonna be you know top of the line guys. They team they rely too much on their scheme, man. Like I get it, you, you have a great scheme. You can put hey, you can plug in almost any quarterback apparently to your scheme, but there's comes a point if you want to win games. And, Stop hoarding I mean, backs. The Bengals have shown it. The Rams. I mean, the Bucks. You got to surround your guys with weapons. You can't just assume that it, you can run your system. It's going to work out fine. Devin, like, Trey, yep. Trey Lance is a way different caliber of quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo yeah. is just going to do take what he gives you. Lance is trying to go for the whole thing, man.
0: And but Devin, when you when you can draft a a, a a running back that's a reach of four rounds, that's not a scheme fit. Don't you have to do that?
1: If you want to get bounced in the second round of the playoffs every year, sure.
0: Like I said, <laughs> I initially gave this a C minus, and then when I wrote up the draft grades article, I gave it a D plus. I have changed my grade while we've been talking. This is now a D minus. I hate this draft
1: yeah i give it a c minus but mike so we can move on
0: yeah oh please let's move on because uh i genuinely confused how the seahawks had one of the best draft classes in the league
1: we all thought trevor penning was going in. we all thought
0: trevor penning trevor penning malik willis kenny pickett it was one of them was going one of them was going at 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 Nope, Charles Cross. Boy, Amafé at forty. Great, Kenneth Walker in the third. Listen, Um, Chris Carson may never play again. His injuries have been really bad. Apparently, Abraham Lucas potential starter after a year. Kobe Bright to Tariq Woolen. That 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 is the Seattle corner right there. Oh yeah, this was brilliant. I gave it an A minus.
1: Straight up A for me. <laughs> there's really no pick that i dislike um even though they took in walker at 41 i mean it makes sense because they need a running back they need a borderline star i mean it's been a minute since they had a running back with that type of capital come in and, and produce right away so I mean,
0: rashad petty played fine but it took him like three years to get going
1: yeah Kevin Walker, I don't think it's going to take us long. Abraham yeah, Lucas know. is a good uh, developmental tackle. Uh, maybe you could see some snaps as a rookie. I think Kobe Bryant's going to find a way to start uh, by the season's end. Tariq Williams probably a couple years away. But Bo Mel- Melton and derek Young, there's a good chance one of them, uh, you know, will, will likely be uh, on this roster, you know, as a special teamer or, or just as a, you know, deep threat. Alongside BK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I like it. I give it a hey.
0: Yeah. Our penultimate draft class, Devin, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like Logan Hall at the top of the second round. I got two Washington commanders. Yeah. Penultimate. Oh, gotcha. Go
1: ahead.
0: Devin Devin needs more coffee. Um, Logan Hall, top of the second round, liked it. Luke Kadecki, bit of a reach. Um, Rashad White, great rotational back. This is just to make Tom Brady happy. Um, I thought that there were better running backs available, but fine, he's gonna be that pass catching back, whatever. Kate Otten, I like the Kate Otten pick a lot, especially with OJ Howard and Gronk not being there. The rest, it's kind of meh. The rest of dress got kind of meh. That I like Zion McCollum a little bit as a developmental corner. Do I really care that their day three is very below average to just kind of average? No. This team's a championship contender. It it does absolutely nothing. This is a B this is a B draft.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a B. Um really solid picks through the first five rounds. I mean, the punter pick, I I guess I mean, sure. I I didn't love it, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like the Zion McCullum pick, uh, Co Keith as well. He's going to
0: be their blocking tight end. Uh, I can't so. believe that there's a, that there's an actual human being with the name Co Keith, and I think it's uh, why did no one tell me this? I would have drafted. I would have looked at him just on the name. Yeah, he's a uh, he's going to be interesting. But yeah, I like this this class game to be. And then we finish off with the Washington Commanders, and this draft can be summed up in one word, Devin. In fact, five letters R E A C H. Pretty much every pick that they had was a reach.
1: I'm sorry, Jah- I saw <laughs> it. know. it cold turner.
0: But let's start pick by pick. Jahan Dotson at 16. You could have just stayed at 11 and gotten Chris Alave. You knew Olave was going to go, you knew Jameson Williams was going to go. Jahan Dotson at 16. Uh no, I'm in no way ever gonna think that that's gonna be a good pick. Out a mid second round, great on him. So you dr- you reached on him by a whole round. Um, Federian Mathis is 47 reach. Not that you know, even still, he was a third round guy, and you and I were both high on him. Most people thought that Federian Mathis was a, was a day three guy, like round four. Don't understand him at 47. Um, I don't like the Brian Robinson pick because of the dearth of just much better running backs that were available. Robinson was like RB 13. And I believe several of my top six backs were still available. I know Isaiah Spiller was, I know Tyler Algier was. Uh, Brian Robinson never broke out in any way at Alabama. Um, He had a good year this year. He's also 23 years old and before this year was a complete non-factor Percy Butler was a late round flyer you did not need to take him at the top of the fourth Um, but like those are their top four picks then they get Sam Howell in the fifth okay Cole Turner in the fifth all right Chris Paul in the seventh what are we doing why are your late round picks so much better than your early round picks Yeah,
1: I um, gave it a C minus. I gave it a B minus. I I did like, you know, a good bit of their picks. Dodson was a reach, obviously. So was Brian Robinson. But I like Percy Butler. I like Cole Turner and Chris Paul. I think those are really solid day three guys that kind of helped this draft. But but overall, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I wish it was better, honestly. I just wish it I, saw it I mean,
0: kudos to the commanders because uh, uh, apparently, to go along with their second rate team name, they want to be a second rate team in the NFC East. All righty. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's show. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeA underscore draft. You can find Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. You can follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scal- Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting at Blue Chip Scout. And we will see you guys on Monday.